Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Welcome to another hour dedicated to inquiry, reflection, questions, possibilities, philosophical conundrums, and a whole lot more, all in our effort to understand exactly what enlightenment means and what it is to be enlightened. Indeed, in this next hour, we will push our inquiry to the edge of credulity, perhaps even beyond. This is an hour for the open-minded, for where our search might take us may provoke a level of insight that may just perturb our notions of what is real, what is valuable, what is truth, and more. It is therefore an hour where we admit that our foregone conclusions could all be wrong and in that way truly open ourselves up to the possibility of a new kind of understanding that in some way, somehow, may indeed lead to that elusive state known as enlightenment. Okay, Ravinder, it's time for your line. Say hello to everyone. Uh, hi, everybody. Now, first, before introducing our very special guest for today, our letters. Every week I read a couple of your letters as our way of acknowledging and paying homage to your contribution in making our show the success it is. Last week, we entertained the idea of ghost voices, electronic voice phenomena. Ernie wrote, I still hesitate to embrace EVP as anything more than what it is, a very touchy subject where the power of suggestion is a definite force to be reckoned with. I tend to agree with you, Ernie. I suggest a lot of caution before taking this one fully on board. That said, I'm still open to the evidence. Now, Diana wrote, I very much enjoy the comments you read at the beginning of the show, and I particularly respect your willingness to accept a scolding respectfully and move on. That takes integrity and guts and tells me a lot about your character. Well, thank you, Diana. Connie wrote now, I love disagreeing with you. Sometimes I so easily and readily accept a concept or idea as true for me because it feels true to me. However, and specifically Hawkins and power versus force, you offered some opposing ideas and evidence. At first, my truth center was very uncomfortable with how you were treating Hawkins. Then I realized you challenge my beliefs. And when they hold true for me, I know they are true for me. Well, that's why this show is called Provocative Enlightenment, Connie. Finally, Angela wrote, your radio show is awesome and very enlightening. Keep up the good work. I have learned a lot from you by listening to your shows. Every week you have something very interesting and amazing to talk about. I can't wait to get your book. Well, thank you, Angela. You're going to love today's show because our guest brings a wealth of information and insight. Okay, we received many other letters, and I will get to some of them in the future. But today, we have a truly special guest, and I want to turn to him. That said, I do read your letters and invite you to opine by leaving comments on my website, eldentaylor.com, or by joining me on Facebook. Your input is truly important and valued, even if it scolds me. Now to today's show. Imagine being able to sit down with a truly remarkable individual who had interviewed almost every imaginable person on every possible subject, from government conspiracy theories to aliens, from OBEs and NDEs to entity attachments and the undead, from the hard science to the soft reflections that makes us human. Just imagine the wealth of information this individual holds. Well, you don't have to imagine anymore, for our guest today is none other than the king of late-night radio, Mr. George Nury. George has over 30 years' experience in broadcasting. 
He became the official prime host for Coast to Coast AM, the now number one late night talk show in America on January 1st, 2003. Lieutenant Nury served nine years in the U.S. Naval Reserve. He has also won three Emmy Awards as a news executive. He is the co-author of two terrific books, Journey to the Light, Find Your Spiritual Self, and Enter into the World of Infinite Opportunity, True Stories from Those Who Made the Journey, and Worker in the Light, Unlock Your Five Senses and Liberate Your Limitless Potential. He has also co-authored a number of other books and publications, and he has recently been featured in a Discovery Television special on 2012. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment, Mr. George Nury. Eldon, this is a switch, huh? You were just on my show just a short while ago. How are you? I am wonderful, sir, and it is indeed our honor to have you join us. You are the man when it comes to to radio, period. So I've got to ask you this. It seems to me that what you do is a dream come true. Is it actually that to you? You know, it really is, and, and I am a believer that you have to dream about what you want to do in your life before it does come true. And that's what I did a long time ago as a little boy. I wanted to unravel stories of the unusual, mysteries, but I never quite at that age could figure out, how do I do it? Until one day, I was watching uh, a television newscast, and I went, boy, news guys seem to get to the source. People talk to those people. I think that's what I want to do. So at a very young age, I just started pushing myself into the field of wanting to go into broadcasting. We can tell some stories on how that happened, Elvin, as we go along today. But that's what I did. I just kept concentrating on getting into broadcasting. There were some events that tried to stop me from that. Uh, My dad wanted me to end up being a dentist. I did that for two years uh, at the University of Detroit in pre-dental school and decided, you know what, that profession is a great profession, but it just isn't for me. So I switched my major. I used to get my report card on a regular basis. You know, in those days, the guy that helped you pay for your school got the report card before you did. (laughs) And uh, one day he called me in and he said, "Uh, George, come here for a second. I want to show you something. I said, yeah, Dad, what's up? He said, well, I think there's a mistake. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, I don't know who he is, but whoever he is, he's doing great in broadcasting, but we got the wrong report card. And I said, Dad, I switched my major. Eldon, he wouldn't talk to me for two months. Oh, that's too uh, until bad. Until the age of 19 years old, I got a job as a production assistant at the ABC television station in Detroit. And uh, he saw my name pop up on the credits. And uh, he was hooked after that. He said, that was you, wasn't it? And I went, <laughs> yep, that's me, Dad. And uh, that was how it all started with him. How fantastic. Is your father still alive? Yeah, he's 87 years old. We... Uh, we almost lost him last year. He had some problems, but he rebounded and rebounded dramatically. And he's, uh, he's doing wonderful. well. I mean, he's 87 and he's slow, but, you know, he's still functional and he's still aware of things. And, you know, he and still checks he in. To, and I bet he listens to Coast to Coast every day. As, as often as he can. He sure does. And so do I. And <laughs> you, have a, you have a marvelous show. You're noted as a warm, friendly host. Uh, you know, I had the... I had the privilege of, of doing a couple of shows with Art Bell, and then you asked me to come on. And, and uh, you know, there's quite a style difference between you and Art. Art could be kind of, you know, in your face, 
And and you're just this warm, friendly, very personable person. I've got to ask you, do you ever find yourself shaking your head, so to speak, over some of the opinions your guests bring to the air? Yeah, there are many times I'll do that. But this program and, and my style is is conducive to listening and to letting people talk and having their views. All during the daytime, Elvin, people listen to radio, they watch television, and they get that in-your-face broadcaster. Amen. That's not me, and I don't think that's what nighttime should be. I mean, most people are either driving or working or in bed listening to the radio. They don't need a talk show host to, you know, rant and rave, and do all these things. And, and I just decided that for this kind of a program, uh, during this day part, which is nighttime, you know, to be the, the person I am, and that is a listener. And, uh, and that's what I've done with Coast to Coast, and it's been very, very successful for us. Yeah, you know, I, I think, I know as a guest on your show, it is very easy to do a show with you, and I very much appreciate that. Um, and I think everybody that is your guest does. But as a listener to your show, it enhances the quality of the information uh, as well. Uh, I, I find it very easy to be involved in your show, even if it's just playing in the background while I'm trying to do something else uh, because of the style of the show. But you have, at the same time, you have some very definite opinions that that you're out there willing to express. And I, and I want to get to those, but there's a couple of, of rumors that I need to ask you about. Sure. Uh, is it true you might throw your hat into the political arena? I mean, World Net Daily says, quote, George Nury may be considering a presidential bid. Any truth to that? Well, there, there, there is some uh, remote truth to that. Uh, there are some people that, uh, I don't know if it started off as just a joke or what, a few years ago, who said, you know what, you've got a huge listenership, you have great views, you're a people person, you care about people, you've got a military background, why don't you think of running for president? And, you know, I, I kind of toyed with that idea a little bit. I'm not a Republican, Eldon, I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Libertarian, I just call it the way I see it. I am, I am conservative, I am liberal, I, I am middle of the road. I call the issues as I see it. Uh, you know, if, if I ever decided to run and, and won, my cabinet would be made up of all kinds of folks who are the best. I don't care what party they are. I want good, quality people working with me. Um, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I'm, I, my contract with Coast to Coast runs through uh, 2013. We've been talking about extending it for another five years after that. Uh, that would put me uh, into 2018, and then I'd probably just go three days a week after that until one day I, we go to a commercial and my producer comes back and says, he's passed on, <laughs> and I'm gone. <laughs> That's how I want to go. Uh, but I do see some things going on in this country that I think need to be addressed need to be addressed dramatically. There are just way too many special interest groups. And politicians nowadays, they have geared themselves to doing things for these groups, not for individuals. And I think that uh, a candidate to be successful nowadays has got to look at these issues and say, what can make America better? 
whether that's controlling the borders. Uh, you know, we've talked about illegal immigration. I'm all for legal immigration. Uh, but in terms of illegal immigration, we need to do something to show up our borders. Uh, we can't give away the store. We've been doing that for a long, long time. Uh, I would not have done what they've done with the economy in terms of pumping money into these corporations and lining the pockets of the fat cats at all. If anything, I would have given a check, a sizable check to every taxpaying American, whether it was 50000 or or $100,000 in vouchers to buy products and goods in the United States. Um, I would do away with the Internal Revenue Service in total so that Americans would use their money 100% and go to uh, some kind of fairer type of taxation, maybe a national sales tax with special rebates to those who can't afford. Uh, but I, I would just look at everything. You know, and, and we're too aggressive militarily. We should have the greatest, strongest defense, which we do, but continue to do that. I mean, that role of government is to defend, not to attack. And, you know, with what happened, of course, with, in Iraq has been a disaster. What happened in Afghanistan was a disaster. The goal was to get Osama bin Laden and punish him. We did not do that. Why did we stay? It makes no sense. Um, to me, the, the issue was to control oil in the Middle East and uh, control a pipeline through Afghanistan, and that's what they decided to do. So, I mean, every issue, and I don't want this to be all political right now for you, but every issue needs to be looked at in terms of how it affects Americans, and, and we're really not doing that. So if I decided to run, I've got to make that decision in the next year or so, uh, but I'm very happy doing coast-to-coast. Coast. It's, uh, it's been a lifelong dream, and it would take one heck of a decision for me to want to stop doing that. Well, now I'll tell you what, George Nury, sir. If you decide that's what you want to do, I, I expect that you're going to give me a call or an email because I'm going to be one of those champions that is right there with you uh, saying, you know, how can I volunteer? What is it that I can help you do? Well, thank you. I've read your books, your, your light bodies work. I know you're very spiritual. And, and something we've talked about on this program before, you just bring to the foray. So I, I'm going to address that for a second. In your spirituality, you see, I, I, I think this is obvious, but I'm going to ask you to articulate it. You see an obligation to be politically involved as a part of your spirituality. Is that correct? Uh, I do. Uh, I just can't walk away from people, Elvin. Uh, you know, uh, you have to help people. That's what we're here for. You know, I, I have wrestled with something that I think affects all of us, and that is, who are we? What are we doing here? What What is this all about? And it has consumed me now. Uh, it has obsessed me to the point where I finally realized that the answer is that we're here to help other people before we make this journey outside of our body. I believe in afterlife. I know that exists. I know it in my heart. I know it with the people I've interviewed. But what's it all about on this physical plane? I mean, it's not just to wake up and make money and procreate and, and do things. It's to, it's to enjoy your life, to better it for other people. And whether it's through politics or this radio show, 
that's what I'm going to end up doing. Well, I think you're doing that right now with a radio show in many regards. But uh, with that said, I guess there's a part of me that would just love to see someone with your stance, um, both politically, your, your knowledge, your savvy, and spiritually decide that they wanted to become involved in politics. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't care what party they were affiliated with if that was their genuine, legitimate self. Uh, that would be the party that I would affiliate with, too, as I, I totally concur. I do not believe that you can live in our world, be a spiritual human being and turn your back on matters, whether they're the political of the kind that you're discussing or the kind we've discussed before in the interviews that we've done. I mean, in my book, what does it mean? There is this chapter that deals with why people can walk away from a, a young woman being gang raped or a, a person being attacked. And yet yesterday, all over the news, we have the story of this fellow in New York who, oh, you know, okay. hero goes to the, to, the, to the rescue of a young woman himself is stabbed and some 20, 25 people. I, I mean, that has got to just incense you, does it not, George? Yeah, it, it really does. People just don't get involved. Nobody picked up a cell phone and said, Let's call police. Let's help this individual. Uh, they just don't get involved. I, by the way, am a supporter of concealed weapons. States that have passed it have uh, shown that crime has gone down. But yeah. The bad guys are always going to be armed. They're going to have weapons. They're going to have knives. They're going to have guns. If they know you're in a state that you can't legally carry and the law-abiding citizen won't, they know they can come up to you and rob you or do even worse. And I have always been a staunch supporter of that. You know, guns don't kill people. People do. And no, good people don't kill people. They defend. And we need more of that in this country. I agree totally. Uh, you say cell phones. I think somebody with a cell phone was actually caught on a video take, using his cell phone to take a picture. Take, take a picture about, instead of calling. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm unbelievable. But when you talk about guns, I'm reminded of a story that maybe you can fill it in, but it came out of Texas, and I think it was just a couple of years ago. Uh, I, I believe it was a 7-Eleven, a Lady Bird Johnson uh, franchise where somebody – had the intention to hold up the 7-Eleven, pulled a gun on the clerk, and three or four customers pulled guns on him. Did you, did you hear that story? Do <laughs> yes, you know that? Absolutely. Because he put the gun down and surrendered right yep. there. Yep, and, that, yeah. and that's, what, that's what it's all about. It's a deterrent. And, uh, it is. Now, if, if, I, if I just kind of go to you rapid fire here, could you just give me a word so that, because in this next half hour, we're going to take some calls and let the callers have, you know, their questions of you. And we've got a number of comments out of the, the chat room already, but I haven't even invited phone calls yet. So in rapid fire fashion, Mr. Nuri, when I say the term, I'd like you to kind of, what does that mean to you? All right, Global you warming. Global warming, not man-made. Earth cycle. Yeah. Harp. Something's going on. They're using it, I think, for atmospheric condition changes, uh, though it could be a weapon as well. Yeah. It, it, Haiti and Harp. Uh, I don't think we created that earthquake, uh, but it is unusual to be sure. Scalar wave used by governments against each other. Very possible. Alien abductions. 
Millions of people are reporting this very strange phenomenon. Something is happening to them, whether it's aliens or earthlings or a product of their imagination. I really don't know. It's not happened to me, but I've interviewed enough people, and it's pretty darn compelling. And I'm beginning to tip that it could be some kind of alien intervention or dimensional intervention. And for some reason, they are genetically manipulating and experimenting, and they're creating their own hybrids for some reason. Abominable snowmen and the like. One of the subjects that got me interested in the paranormal as a kid, the Yeti up there uh, in the Himalayas. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm convinced that there is another creature. Some may call it the missing link. Uh, It's Bigfoot, it's Sasquatch, it's Yeti, but it's there. We haven't found him yet. Uh, there aren't that many of them, but they're out there. Propaganda and the economic meltdown. Truly propaganda, no question. The United States got too big for its britches, and there were those money people who wanted to bring us down to our knees to equal the playing field, and they have done that. And it's going to take us a very long time to build our way back up to the economic power that we once were, if we can do that at all. Swine flu. I said a long time ago, it's not going to be a pandemic. Whether it was created in the laboratory or not, I do not know, but there was a lot of hype, and I think you have to follow the money. They sold pharmaceutical vaccines, most of which are obsolete and they never used, but it was all about getting money for big pharma. Sell it, spell it Tamiflu. <laughs> yeah. Ghost sightings. Very strange. I believe in the hereafter, and I believe that uh, spirits uh, sometimes hang around, and so I do believe in ghosts. They're there. EVPs. Again, another facet of the afterlife that somehow leak through onto uh, audio tapes or digital tapes. They're out there. Sometimes they're not very clear. You can't hear them all. I know on Coast to Coast we've had a few where they talk about, and you go, what was that? But you know it was something. Uh, but but they're real. They're real. You Okay, I'll take your word on it. Yep. Now, you've got an upcoming book on NDEs and OBEs, so I have to put those in here, too. NDEs, near-death experiences and out-of-body experiences. I had one when I was 11 years old, my very first OBE. I've never been able to duplicate it again. Uh, there is no question in my mind that out-of-body experience uh, it happens. I believe it is the soul. It's connected to the human body. It leaves the body during your sleep time. It kind of re-energizes you, and uh, it is there. Now, upon death, it's severed from the body, and it goes off to its other plane of existence. But they're out there. But a lot of people have the ability to travel in their out-of-body very easily. I can't. Uh, you know, I, I so envy uh, at, at times. I mean, you work very, very hard. I don't envy that, but I, the you must be just an, a veritable lexicon of information over the years from all the interviews and opportunities you've had to talk to the experts in these fields. 
and we truly appreciate you sharing your information. We've got a commercial we have to go to. I have a whole longer list, but the phones are lighting up, I guess, just because I said we were going to take calls in this next half hour. And as I say, our chat room is really busy. So, Mr. Nury, again, we are really honored to have you here. For all of you out there, you're listening to Provocative Enlightenment on Hay House Radio. We're talking to the one and only George Nury of Coast to Coast AM. If you're not a subscriber to Coast to Coast, I personally recommend you check it out. I wouldn't want to be without my subscription. I, I get a lot of news just from my headlines on my iPhone. We'll take your calls when we return, and we'll be right back. We're all very aware of the power of belief, but are you aware that many times it is your inner beliefs that cause you to sabotage your own dreams and goals? Success is so much more likely when your inner beliefs are in line with your outer goals. And now, using Eldon Taylor's InnerTalk technology, you can do just this. InnerTalk is a patented subliminal technology and is the only such technology to be researched by numerous independent universities and institutions, including Stanford, and been demonstrated effective at priming your self-talk. There are hundreds of titles to choose from, ranging from weight loss to esteem, organized and efficient to prosperity and abundance, attracting the right love relationship to winning sports performance, accelerated learning to accelerated healing. Eldon Taylor's patented InnerTalk technology is your key to success. Check it out today. Visit www.innertalk.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-T-A-L-K.com. Innertalk.com. Life is a journey. Each choice we make takes us down a certain path. But what if you found out the choices you made were not in fact your own? or that hidden forces have kept you from reaching your true potential. Are you ready to break free? Read Eldon Taylor's New York Times bestseller, Choices and Illusions, now revised, expanded and updated. Many have praised Eldon's breakthrough work. Actress and author Linda Evans said, He's given us the tools to transform our minds and therefore our lives. Actress, author and advocate Lindsay Wagner said, Enjoy the journey, I did. Psychic medium and author John Edwards said about choices and illusions, Read this book. We are living at a time when people are searching for answers to fundamental questions in their lives. This book can be, if applied, a roadmap to personal enlightenment and empowerment. I believe it can tune in the frequency you are currently operating on. More important, it helps you see that you can manifest change. Choices and Illusions is available from all fine bookstores, including Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. For more information, please go to www.eldentaylor.com forward slash choices and illusions. Get your copy today. Your life will never be the same. Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Welcome back. If you just joined us, my guest today is George Nury, and we're getting into his insights regarding the world of UFOs, strange occurrences, life after death, and other unexplained phenomena. And before we went to break, uh, I was doing some rapid-fire 
uh, questioning that we may get back to is just associations. And, and, and in those associations, you actually get some insight into Mr. Nuri's depth and breadth of knowledge, experience, and, uh, and his perspective. With that said, we have lots of questions out of the chat room and on the telephone, so let's take a phone call. We have Suzanne from Toronto, Ontario on the line. Suzanne, you're on the phone with Mr. George Nury. How can we help you? Hi. I am. Uh, I would like to find out. Right now I'm in the middle of trying to figure out my next decision career-wise. I'm not even sure this would be the best person to speak to, but uh, I I would like to find out if there's in any way he can um, enlighten me on information that could help. Well, what decision do you, are you looking for in your life, Susan? Well, right now I'm deciding whether I, I know I don't really want to go back into the bank, so I'm trying to figure out what's the next thing I really enjoy to get into. And one of the things I know I like is computers. I um, I spend a lot of time with it and whatnot. I like customer service. I'm really good with it. And um, I guess I'm a little bit dumb trying to make a decision right now. Well, it, it sounds like uh, you have a pretty good footing on what you want to do in your life. Uh, I, I think what you need to do is find that passion, first of all. When you have to wake up in the morning and drag yourself out of bed and uh-huh. go into a job that you're not happy with, it's not worth doing. No matter how much money you might make, if you're not happy, it's going to affect your life. It's going to affect the people around you. Decide exactly what you like, what your passion is, and then go for it. And then, you know, find the proper tools and skills in order to do that. And like you say, you like people. Well, that's a great, that's a great start. Now find yourself in a business or an industry that deals with that. And go for it. Okay. All right? Okay. All right. Thanks for calling, Thank Suzanne. Thank you so much. I didn't know you gave that kind of advice, George. I do it all. Question. I, I'm going to put up a shingle of it. Yeah, well, that's good. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, call on that shingle. We have a question out of the chat room. Buffy210 says, uh, is Crazy JC who calls into Coast to Coast a real caller or a plant? He's a real caller. Um, I don't know where he lives, uh, and I don't know who he is. You know, when he started calling during the Art Bell era, uh, you know, I, I, I myself asked, you know, who is this guy? And then he started calling in with me, and he, he's, he's weird. I, you know, I, I don't know if he is making it up, but he's the real deal. And, uh, I mean, he goes off on these bizarre tangents. He's very entertaining. And some of the best times with him, when you uh, go after him, you know, he's a, I don't know if you've heard of Melvin, but J.C. I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, he just, he, he, you know, he'll call up and go, you're a crime lord, George, and he just keeps going. But I bait him now. You know, when he first started calling me, I went, oh, my God, how am I going to handle this guy? <laughs> uh, you know, now I just keep digging. You know, his, his so-called girlfriend named Edna, uh, left with a uh, motorcyclist on the back of his bike, and they and she left him. He escaped from what he calls his compound, and uh, and I rib him about that all the time now, with Edna sightings that she's been seen around the country with this guy on the bike and is having a great time. 
and uh, and he can't stand it. But uh, yeah, he's he's the real deal. The real deal. Okay, Buffy. Out of the chat room, Mod Girl has got a question that, that this one is a little tougher. She says, "What does he think you about the spiritual manipulation by politicians, and in particular the obvious obvious manipulation of the New Agers to vote for Obama?" I heard often and repetitively that Obama vibrates at a higher level. Quote unquote. People wanted to change. Coming out of the George Bush administration, they wanted a change, and they welcomed it with uh, with Barack Obama, who presented himself as having change. The problem with politicians, most of them are all cut from the same cloth. You know, they have their own special interest groups, they have their own techniques, and in this particular case, um, I think... I've never seen a candidate whose honeymoon ended so quickly as in this administration. If an election were held today, I highly doubt if he'd get reelected. Who knows what'll happen by 2012? You know, if things turn around dramatically, he may be in a better position. But uh, in terms of the New Agers and, you know, the spiritual grasping of a candidate, um, I think you're going to find things with any candidate where your special interest groups will generally run to try to accept uh, their latest change. People generally are unhappy with current administrations, no matter who they are. Very rarely are they jumping for joy. And, uh, you know, coming out of, again, the Bush administration, um, there there was just no way a Republican was going to win. Yeah, I think we see a great deal of uh, discontent uh, right this minute, and and it reads the same way. We want that same change, um, uh, although what we want, I think, is a different change than what we voted for. A couple of comments here in the chat room before we jump to a phone call uh, that I want you to hear. Buffy says, George has changed my sleep patterns for life. <laughs> and Ali says, I love George Nury. <laughs> Now, we have Kelly on line two from Buffalo, New York. Let's take Kelly's call. Kelly, are you with us? Hi, Eldon. Hi, George. Hi, Kelly. You're in one of my favorite cities out there. How about that? And it's a nice day here today, too. No snow. Yeah, that's right. You don't have to eat eight feet of snow today, do you? No, no. Although sometimes we can get snow in April, so you never know. Um, my question actually was, I was listening the night you did the big Ouija board show or struggled with how right. you were going to do it or whether you wanted to do it at all. And you decided, I know, not to do it just because of the, you know, just what can happen with the Ouija board and opening up to negativity and stuff. But then I wonder, like some nights when you do a show, and people will be sitting there listening to people who have, like, tapes of people who have been supposedly demonically possessed, and you're sitting there listening to that. So I wondered if you ever worried about sending that kind of stuff over the air for people to listen to. Sometimes I do. Um, you know, the, the responsibility for, the, you know, me as a host in this radio show is pretty is pretty extreme, and the Ouija board program was a show where I truly wanted to do a Ouija board show, a live show with a Ouija board. Except Jordan Maxwell, who's one of my guests, was so vehemently opposed to it, and tried to point out to me that George, whether you believe in a Ouija board or not, it's not the issue. 
The issue is whether your listeners believe in it and what would happen. And so I backed out of doing the show that day. And I would say that the response was about 90% in favor of me not doing it. And 10%, they really wanted to go through. There were even people around who they were having pizza parties waiting for the Ouija board show. And the fact that I decided not to do it, they were just you know, horrified that I would do that. But uh, I'm, always, I'm always concerned about the radio waves being used as a mechanism to uh, infiltrate or to you know, affect somebody's life. That's true. We should come visit does that answer your question, Kelly? It does. It says you should come visit Buffalo sometime because you have a ton of fans here. I will do that. Sounds great. Okay, Kelly. Bye. Bye. Thanks for calling. You have a ton of fans everywhere you go, Mr. Neary. Good people uh, out there, Elvin. There are. They're just some wonderful people out there. And, and uh, most of everybody that I meet, they just want a level playing field. Just tell them the truth. Tell them as it is. And and uh, be square with them. Don't try and uh, take advantage of them in some way, shape, or, or form for your own personal. And, and, and they're forever your friends. That's my experience. And so many people, we, you know, don't realize that their listeners or their constituents are really well-read people. And by that, I mean... They listen to radio, they watch television news, they read newspapers, they read the Internet, more so than newspapers. They're up on things. They're smart. They're quick. i, I got to tell you, I go to speaking engagements all around the country, and our listeners, uh, they're, to me, they're PhDs. They, whether they have degrees or not, they know issues. They know events. They know history. And, you know, when they come into that audience and they ask you a question, you better be ready for them because they're sharp. Yeah, and uh, ready to be the expert. And to me, that means, for all intent and purposes, know what you don't know and be willing to admit that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank God for the computer. Because if there's something (laughs) I don't know when I'm on the air, I just, you know, doot-doot-doot-doot, and up it comes. Yeah. Well, and that and that is uh, really marvelous, but it, uh, it it's kind of, if you get accustomed to doing that, it's a little rough when you're out there speaking. Um, at least I haven't found a way to, to do that. So you, I'm still stuck with, I'm sorry, I don't know. I, I can look that up, and I'd be happy to, to get back to you, but I'm sorry, I just don't know. I, I think there are just too many people out there, and the reason I say that, that have to have an answer. They, for all intent and purposes, believe that, and maybe it's because we've been taught that in our school system and everywhere else, if you're asked a question, you have to have an answer. So someone says, what's happiness? Oh, well, I know what that is. Uh, What's success? Oh, well, I'll give you an answer to that. How high is up? Oh, well, I can tell you that even. Um, and And I think... Therein, that attitude is a great disservice to uh, the public at large, and particularly an audience that would listen to to either you or I. If you don't know the answer and you try to answer it, that's how you get in trouble all the time. You always end up putting your foot in your mouth, and uh, you so rightfully put it, if you don't know the answer, just simply tell people that. If you have an opinion about something and you want to share it, well, go ahead. But if you don't know the answer, um, 
you know, don't answer it with uh, with it with advice. It just backfires all the time. Yeah, and if you make a mistake, you know, admit the mistake. Yep. Uh, we have a you and I have talked about brainwashing. That's an area that I've I've spent some uh, a good deal of my research and work in. And we have a question out of the chat room for you about that. It says, "I love Mr. Nuri's show." This is from Mitzi. Uh, can get, can you give us advice on how to raise children to think on their own? I feel that the public school system is brainwashing our children. Well, I've had, I've got three children. I've got five grandchildren. And uh, what we did when we raised them is we tried to let them make their own decisions. As parents, and I still do, I try to keep my children from hitting rock bottom. It's not easy in this economic time. I mean, like two of the three aren't doing well financially, uh, and I'm not going to let them hit the bottom. I think that's the role of a parent if they can't afford that to do that. Uh, at the same time, all three are working. All three are doing things. There are no handouts here. Uh, you know, I want them to be responsible adults. And as children, I wanted them to be responsible children. It was my job and my role to make sure they didn't go into uh, uh, drugs, they didn't use alcohol. Um, yet I wanted them to be able to make up their own minds to do something. We made a mistake once with my uh, oldest daughter, who was 13 at the time. She painted her room black. We came home one day, and her whole room was black. She had little dots on it, and stars and stuff like that. And we made her change it, and she cried, and she was upset, and she rebelled. Uh, it was a mistake because we didn't realize that this was a very creative little girl who was expressing herself this way. And I should have just said, hey, if that's what you want, great. Now let's go get some furniture to match it, and you pick it out. She ended up being an interior designer uh, because that's her. That was her style. Um, I learned my lesson then. That, uh, you know, you have to let people be who they are. You know, if they want to put a tattoo on them, you know what? That's not for me, but you know what? That's what they do. I, I see people with ring piercings on their nose and stuff like that. That's not for me, but if that's what makes them happy, if that's their form of expression, then who is it for me to tell them no? And as a parent... Steer your child, give them the best advice you can, but you'll, you have to let them make up their own minds. That takes courage. That takes a lot of courage. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Now, I'm, I'm going to jump back to some of my questions here for a minute before we get back to the chat room or the telephone lines. You have a real strong um, statement that's out there regarding 2012. In fact, you're on record as this is going to be the year of calamitous change on a global scale. What do you expect and why, George? When I first started doing Coast to Coast Eldon many years ago, um, to me, 2012 may have been the moment of the asteroid, um, definitely not a moment of enlightenment. I think the Mayans are experts and were experts in astronomy, so they knew something of some kind of celestial event. I continue to believe that though 2012 is not going to be earth-shattering, that it's going to be significantly large, that some areas may have 
some catastrophes. I think it has to do with the sun. I think the sun is heating up. I think we could get hit with an X-flare. I think it's a cycle, and the Mayans understood that cycle. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope 2012 rolls along. By the way, it's a Friday. You're invited on as well, Elton. It's a Friday night. We're going to have our 2012 extravaganza that December 21st and see what happens. But uh, I, I, I just see so many earth changes right now picking up that are bigger than ever, and they all seem to be getting closer to 2012. I think the Mayans knew that this is a period of physical earth changes, and uh, we'll see what happens, but that's what I think will happen. Okay. Now, I guess I've I've interviewed a number of people about 2012 who are supposedly the experts on 2012, and I've seen a great vacillation. I've seen... You know, two or three years ago, coming up to 2012, there was a good deal of doom and gloom um, all aimed at 2012, ergo uh, the movie 2012. Uh, But of late, those same people seem to be backing away, saying this is a time of consciousness change. But you still see calamitous events uh, occurring. Yes, I do. It's just my gut feeling. Again, I could be dead wrong, but I just think that events uh, of of some kind of magnitude and scope will occur. So when you see something like uh, the tornadoes in Mississippi here this uh, earlier this week, do you see that as a precursor or a part of of the event as it's coming? Because, I mean, everybody seems to be talking about this gradually phasing in, not suddenly occurring. Or do you see that as just uh, coincidental? Well, I don't believe in coincidences. I think everything happens for a reason. I think we are going through Earth cycles. Look, we've had rough weather before. We've had tsunamis, volcanoes, earthquakes, incredible tornadoes in the Midwest. They're, They're normal. They happen. They happen in droves. They come, they go. Uh, what I think is happening with 2012 is a little different. I think as we get closer to this time period, you're going to see more activity from the sun. It has been almost non-existent to date. But you're going to start seeing some of that, and it will affect us. And, uh, you know, I've always said on my radio program, we're in this together. You know, just, you know, don't run away and hide and cry. We're in it together. What happens to us will happen to all of us. And uh, and let's face it and challenge it and go from there and be ready for things. You know, I've got a couple weeks' supply of storable food. Um, you know, I've just got things put away just in case. I've got an emergency radio. I've got flashlights. Because you just never know. So, yeah, you're right. I agree with you. When you say activity from the sun, though, you're really talking about electromagnetic interferences, communication breakdowns, that kind of thing? Yeah, and and, and also, uh, you know, the the X flares that could cause the grid to go down, for example. We have become so electronically, uh, you know, that's our lifestyle. That, you know, imagine what life would be like. You can't go to an ATM or you can't uh, pop pump gasoline because it runs on a computer or you know i went into a drugstore a few weeks ago their computers were out they tried to manually do things by hand they couldn't do it they shut the store down 
I mean, that, that is what will happen. And it could take months and months and months to get the power and the grid back up. I mean, you're, you're talking about uh, incredible moments of crime, of robbing, of pillaging, if that happens. Yes. Well, and I suppose we all should be prepared for that. I, I think there's, uh, you know, there is a overt uh, attempt at this point in time to uh, soothe a lot of uh, disturbance. I, I'm looking for a safe way to say this, but a lot of disturbed feelings that come from the angst that surrounds um an impending disaster that you can't really do much about, like you say, except wait and see and, and know that you're in it with everybody else. And so I, what I see everywhere are the people gathering to talk about how this is not going to be a calamitous event. It is only going to be another 552,000, uh, another Y2K. You know, it, it is a bump uh, without a punch. Uh, I hope you're wrong on this one, George. I sincerely do. Me too. Do. Me, me too. You know, I'm not I, a doom and gloomer by any means, Elvin. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not like some of my guests, but I just think the Mayans uh, knew something about astronomy, and they knew they knew, they knew Earth cycles and patterns. And I just find it ironic uh, that we're seeing some of these Earth changes picking up at this point. Well, I do, too. I've got to ask you now, what is the wildest phenomena yet that you have encountered on Coast to Coast? They're all wild. I mean, we go on a Coast to Coast ride just about every night. But some of the things that just truly amaze me are the moments of synchronicity where, you know, an individual dreams of somebody that he has never known and ends up running into her at an airport and goes, oh, my God, you're the woman that I dreamed about. She stops in her tracks and says, I had a dream about you. Who are you? And they end up getting married. I mean, there's just there's so many incredible things that go on in this, uh, this universe. And that, to me, is one of the biggest, and that is the synchronicity of life this wireless interconnection of people that connects all of us together. Uh, we call it telepathy. You call it whatever you want, uh, but it's there. It's real. If you learn how to tap into it, if you learn how to use it, it will allow you to do just some incredible things. We're human beings. We get sick. We get up. We get down. We get depressed. We have tragedies in our life. That's part of living. The secret is, is to pull beyond it when it happens and to keep walking and running and pushing yourself and going forward. Well, George, you're one of those incredible human beings, and we are truly honored to have you here. I was going to ask you all about chorophobia, but I'll keep that one for another time, all right? Keep it until I know you're, you're back on my show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh We've come to the end of another hour of Provocative Enlightenment. I want to thank all uh, all of you for being with us today, and especially our special guest, George Nury. Please do go check out coasttocoastam.com. There are links at my website. Uh, You want to subscribe to this show. Okay, until next time, believe in yourself. It does matter.